0: Do we really need masters to command and control us? In the West, for thousands of years, we have been sold centralized state power and hierarchy in general on the premise that we do. We've all been taught that without police we would all kill each other, that without bosses no work would ever get done, that without governments, civilization itself would fall to pieces. Is all this true? Certainly it's true that today little work gets done when the boss isn't watching. Chaos ensues when governments fall, and violence sometimes occurs when the police aren't around. But are these really indications that there is no other way we could organize society? Isn't it possible that workers won't get anything done unless they are under observation, because they are used to not doing anything without being prodded? More than that, because they resent being inspected, instructed, and condescended to by their managers, and don't want to do anything for them that they don't have to? Perhaps, if they were working together for a common goal, rather than being paid to take orders, working towards objectives that they have no say in and that don't interest them much, they would be more proactive. Not to say that everyone is ready or able to do such a thing today, but our laziness is conditioned rather than natural, and in a different environment we might find that people don't need bosses to get things done. And as for police being necessary to maintain the peace, we won't discuss the ways in which the role of law enforcer brings out the most brutal aspects of human beings, and how police brutality doesn't exactly contribute to peace. How about the effects on civilians living in a police-protected state, once the police are no longer a direct manifestation of the desires of the community they serve, and that happens quickly whenever a police force is established, they become a power external to the rest of society and outside authority. They are a force acting coercively on the people of that society. Violence isn't just limited to physical harm. Any relationship that is established by force, such as the one between police and civilians, is a violent relationship. When you are acted upon violently, you learn to act violently back. Isn't it possible, then, that the implicit threat of police on every street corner, of the near omnipresence of uniformed, impersonal representatives of state power, contributes to tension and violence rather than dispelling them? If that doesn't seem likely to you, and you are middle class, and or white. Ask a poor black or Hispanic man how the presence of police makes him feel. When the standard forms of human interaction all revolve around hierarchical power, when human intercourse so often comes down to giving and receiving orders, at work, at school, in the family, in the courts, how can we expect to have no violence in our society? People are used to using force against each other in their daily lives, the force of authoritarian power, Of course, using physical force cannot be far behind in such a system. Perhaps, if we were more used to treating each other as equals, to creating relationships based upon equal concern for each other's needs, we wouldn't see so many people resort to physical violence against each other. And what about government control? Without it, would our society fall into pieces, and our lives with it? Certainly, things would be a great deal different without governments than they are now. But is that necessarily a bad thing? Is our modern society really the best of all possible worlds? Is it worth it to grant masters and rulers so much control over our lives out of fear of trying anything different? Besides, we can't claim that we need government control to prevent mass bloodshed, because it is governments that have carried out the greatest slaughters of all, in wars, in holocausts, in essentially organized enslavement and obliteration of entire peoples and cultures. And it may be that when governments break down, Many people lose their lives in the resulting chaos and infighting. But this fighting is almost always between other power-hungry hierarchical groups, other would-be governors and rulers. If we were to reject hierarchy absolutely, and refuse to serve any force above ourselves, there would no longer be any large-scale wars or holocausts. That would be a responsibility each of us would have to take on equally, to collectively refuse to recognize any power as worth serving to swear allegiance to nothing but ourselves and our fellow human beings. If we all were to do that, we would never see another world war again. Of course, even if a world entirely without hierarchy is possible, we should not have any illusions that any of us will live to see it realized. That should not even be our concern, for it is foolish to arrange your life so that it revolves around something that you will never be able to experience. We should, rather, recognize the patterns of submission and domination in our own lives, and, to the best of our ability, break free of them. We should put the anarchist ideal, no masters, no slaves, into effect in our daily lives, however we can. Every time one of us remembers not to accept at face value the authority of the powers that be, each time one of us is able to escape the system of domination for a moment, whether it is by getting away with something forbidden by a teacher or boss, relating to a member of a different social stratum as an equal, etc., That is a victory for the individual and a blow against hierarchy. Do you still believe that a hierarchy-free society is impossible? There are plenty of examples throughout human history. The Bushmen of the Kalahari Desert still live without authorities, never trying to force or command each other to do things, but working together and granting each other freedom and autonomy. Sure, their society is being destroyed by a more warlike one, but that isn't to say that an egalitarian society could not exist was extremely hostile to, and well defended against, the encroachments of external power. In Cities of the Red Knight, William Burroughs writes about an anarchist pirate's stronghold a few hundred years ago that was just that. If you need an example closer to your daily life, remember the last time you gathered with your friends to relax on a Friday night. Some of you brought food, some of you brought entertainment, some provided other things, but nobody kept track of who owed what to whom. You did things as a group and enjoyed yourselves. Things actually got done, but nobody was forced to do anything, and nobody assumed the position of master. We have these moments of non-capitalist, non-coercive, non-hierarchical interaction in our lives constantly, and these are the times when we most enjoy the company of others, when we get the most out of other people, but somehow it doesn't occur to us to demand that our society work this way, as well as our friendships and love affairs. Sure, it's a lofty goal to ask that it does, but let's dare to reach for high goals. Let's not settle for anything less than the best in our lives.'